Welcome to Art Talk with April, Season 2. I'm April Harris of Inked April, located in Birmingham, Alabama. This season, we'll be talking with new artists and professional expert artists. So I hope you enjoy it. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Art Talk with April. Today, we have the very talented Dan Hollenbaugh of Capitals Tools. Dan, how did you get started in photography? Where did all of your creativity come from? Well, um, I had my cat just came to join me. The, uh, she's my studio assistant. Yeah. But uh, I, I started taking photographs when I was much younger, you know, uh, back in the 70s with uh, film cameras. And I, you know, career, family, everything, I put it away. And when I retired, uh, I started picking it up again. And of course, digital changed everything. And what got me really going into what I do now is uh, I was I was playing around with a lot of different things. I was doing some work with automobile parts. I was making custom bicycles, restoring furniture. And uh, one day online, I happened to cross a bunch of photographs taken by art photographers from 100 years ago or so. And I thought, these are really beautiful. Why aren't we still doing this? So I decided that I was going to do it. And that's how I started to do what you're seeing here. Yeah, I've actually come across some of that myself. I want to say, I mean, are they, are you talking about like tintypes or I don't know much about it. Tintypes and daguerreotypes and all those are 19th century. Yeah. Uh, you move into the early 20th century and you're starting to deal with film photography as we know it today. Uh, there's still, uh, you'll still see some glass plates in that era, but most you, you're moving more towards the, the film kind of thing that, uh, you know, Kodak made a, a, a world empire out of. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, the, the photographers I'm talking about, I'll, I'll throw a couple of names out. Uh, Albert Arthur Allen yeah. of uh, the, was on the West Coast. Um, Alfred Cheney Johnston was a photographer in New York who uh, pulled all of his models from the chorus line of the Ziegfeld Follies. Oh. <laughs> so he had some incredibly beautiful models, including among them, Barbara Stanwyck was wow. as a young girl, was one of his models. And uh, uh, all of, you know, th- that, that kind of work up to about 1930 really, really got me going. Mm. And then, you know, go, moving on into the 50s, there are American, well, Andre de Dienz is a uh, uh, was a Hungarian photographer who moved to the United States and built his uh, uh, did most of his work here. And Peter Bash is another one who, who's American who did a lot of work in California in the nineteen fifties. Yeah, and they kind of kept up the work of the art nude and brought it into you know the more modern era of of uh, better film. Sure, sure. Um, so why? Why the art new necessarily? Is that something that you're drawn to, that you're inspired by? How does how did you come to specifically that subject? Well, as I mentioned, you know, I saw these these works from a hundred years ago, and they yeah. were stunning. I mean, they were beautiful. Uh, look a few up on on uh, Google or Bing, and you'll be really impressed with the the quality of the work. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there are a lot of photographers out there doing really beautiful things. But 
what I saw is that we just aren't doing this kind of work anymore. Nobody, uh, <laughs> nobody, but it, it's rare to see it. And I thought, this is beautiful stuff. You know, mm -hmm. I and so it's kind of a one man campaign to restore the dignity of this style of work. I gotcha. And uh, bring it to people's attention. And I'll tell you, the thing that I love most is when I'm doing a show and a young person, a 20 something, will walk into my little booth area and look at something and you'll you'll just see their eyes pop and their jaw drop and they'll go, my God, these are beautiful because they've never seen them. They've never seen anything like this. Yeah. Uh, you know, nude photography, in, in, when pornography took over everything sure. in the 1960s, oh. all nude photography got painted with that brush. Mm. And so it all became pornographic. It all became taboo. And so we kind of lost out on the one aspect of nude photography, which is simple beauty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I really love like the contrasting tones that you have in your work. Mm -hmm. So are you like doing anything specifically as far as lighting or why, why are you choosing particular poses? The poses are chosen to show light, shadow and form. Mm hmm. Uh, it's easy to do a pornographic pose. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. problem there. But to show the person as the the, the body as a thing of beauty, mm. uh, you choose a pose that doesn't emphasize the the parts that people consider vulgar. Oh, yeah. And then use your lighting to highlight those areas, to highlight the whole form, to show the human body as a thing of beauty, mm. uh, and. So, yeah, actually, I'm sitting in the middle of my studio right now. Uh, uh, I'm sitting at the at the place where a lot of my models have been photographed. Okay. And I kind of have my studio lights on, but they're they're not set up this way mm. to show those kinds of shadows that I, you normally see in the photographs. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I really love that one in the back there. They're both beautiful. So how do you go about finding people who want to be photographed? Or are you like paying a model fee or what are you doing there? Well, when I started out, I just advertised locally. Okay. And I because I didn't know anything about how to find models, just just as you asked. Sure. And uh, so I started working with a couple of local girls, one of whom I still work with, and we've become good friends. Um, the But not too far into it, I discovered there are websites that are set up specifically to connect models and photographers. And there are women who make a, a living out of traveling from place to place and setting up modeling assignments. This, this okay. woman's name is Astrid Carlson. Mm -hmm. She's a, a professional model, full-time, mm -hmm. lives in Atlanta. Uh, every month or two or three, she'll just get on, get in the car and uh, run a circuit and uh, go, you know, set up in advance visits and shoots with different photographers. And she'll just go on the road for a month. Wow. And then come back. She, uh, I shot this one in... Uh, I th it was, think it was February or March. Mm -hmm. And from 
visiting me for this shoot, she moved on to, she went to Mexico for a month. She went to Hawaii for two weeks. Wow. And, you know, it was, you know, just staying in a hotel and setting up with local photographers and working with them mm-hmm. and then moving on to the next location. Wow. And I, I have, well, I, I don't couldn't tell you the numbers, but uh, I have probably seven or eight mm-hmm. uh, professional models that I work with regularly who, uh, you know, come to let me know when they're going to be on the road. Mm-hmm. Let me know when they're going to be in the area. And I'm retired. I got all the time in the world. So uh, we can set up a, a shoot here at the houses quite easily. Yeah, yeah. So oh, let me let me mention those sites because there are other photographers who may be interested. Absolutely. The the most common site for connecting with models is a site called modelmayhem.com. All run together, Model Mayhem. Mm-hmm. There's another one that's getting more notice these days called modelsociety.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a member of both. And I've made I've met made a number of good connections and met a number of my models through Model Mayhem. Wow, that is so interesting. These are like there's so much about this that I'm completely unfamiliar with <laughs> personally. So like I took photography in college and we had film cameras and I learned how to develop film in a dark room and do all of that. So. When you started doing this, are you working purely digital? Yes, I am. Uh, Digital is so much easier. Uh, There are purists who say only film is perfect, just like there are purists who say only vinyl is perfect in records. (laughs) But uh, what really made me go to digital is, is it's so quick and it's so inexpensive. You remember buying a roll of film. You remember buying all the developing chemicals. Yeah. You remember standing in a dark room for an hour to produce one test print. <laughs> well, you know, I can do that on my computer screen in five minutes. Yeah. And I can reset all, reset the colors, reset the lighting. I can go in and uh, edit out um, blemishes or tattoos mm. or anything that uh, I, I have one, one model who, has several children and has some quite obvious stretch marks. I can get those out of there in, in a few minutes. Yeah. But, you know, all these things that film photographers had to do with great difficulty in a darkroom, I can do it no cost in five minutes on a computer. And as far as I'm concerned, and this is just me personally, the quality is no, no better in film than it is oh, in digital. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. And when you're doing your editing and things, are you using a particular program? I use a program called GIMP, G-I-M-P. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is a freeware program that is available, was created by students at a university, and there's an organization that keeps it up and updates it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is uh, probably not as uh, as completely capable as uh, the, uh, the, the uh, commercial applications mm-hmm. like Photoshop. But it does everything I want to do, and it's free. And I, I'm, I'm big on free. That's a that's a real <laughs> recommendation to me. Yeah, absolutely. I've actually heard of GIMP myself. I haven't used it before, but um, I'm familiar with Photoshop because I work with that as a graphic designer. So, I'm really interested in like what. How are you going about editing them, other than removing, say? you know, things that you're wanting to to smooth over, change or whatever. 
how are you going about getting like the contrast that you have in your imagery? Are you doing um, like just a grayscale and then using some sort of um, like contrast tool? Yeah, well, GIMP like Photoshop has the ability to, you know, go to grayscale in yeah. different in different different styles, you know, emphasizing shadows, emphasizing light, emphasizing contrast. Mm -hmm. And then you can go in and adjust contrast, brightness, colors, of course. I don't do a lot of colors, but I do some occasionally. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> so just about anything you want to adjust, you can. Now, I'm going to give you my personal answer on how I do it, and that's by feel, by look. Mm. Now, I am... I, I have absolutely zero training in art. <laughs> I've never, the last art class I had was in eighth grade. But so, you know, I, but I've spent a lot of time, you know, looking at art. I've always yeah. been interested in art. And I, you know, I've absorbed everything I've seen. Mm. And uh, so I just, you know, when I'm trying to, when, when I created this photo, Mm -hmm. I I created the pose based on the work of like Peter Bash in in fifties. That's what I was going for. Yeah, and then I I did the lighting to show the the forms and the figure. Yeah, absolutely. And then I put it in a computer, and I you know I set up the contrast, set up the darkness, the lighting. You can change the amount of shadow in a good yeah. digital editor. And I set it up to look the way I wanted it to look, to look what I thought it was its best. And I, I guess that's what being an artist is. But, you know, I just, yeah, yeah. I do what looks good to me. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I can't quite tell on that image, but like where her legs are bending. And I guess oh, yeah. she's, she's, she's seated on her knees. She's on yeah. her knees and she just leaned out to one side. So is the, like, the dark um like blanket or whatever can you see her yeah. legs under there or are you no uh, i can barely see it but yeah. i i shadowed that you know and and this is dark as you say it's a dark blanket and so the reflected light off that is is not lighting her legs underneath her oh i love that that is so interesting yeah, she's a great girl. She was just here. I just shot her again uh, last week. Or no, this week. She was here Tuesday or Wednesday. I don't remember. But uh, I'll have some new photos of her uh, coming up soon. Yeah. And then, you know, there's one thing, other thing I want to mention here. You probably can't see the highlights of this frame. But because I'm going for a, a classic style, I go for classic frames. Oh, okay. Uh, I hit thrift. I go to thrift stores. I go to estate sales. Uh, I find classic frames, you know, and again, I'm cheap. I buy them cheap. Mm. Uh, this frame is oak. I believe it's pre-war. I believe it's probably from the 20s or 30s based on, um. you know, the patina and the 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 scroll work that I see on it. Yeah. But that way I'm putting together a total package of a classic style mm. rather than just a photograph in a box. I gotcha. Yeah. That's really, that is really wonderful because I mean, I think a lot of us, including me, I'd say it, but I've, I've done the thrifting thing for frames 
you know, but a lot of times it's so easy to go to someplace like Michael's or something like that. And then you're just getting like, like I in particular, because I'm wanting to save money, I'm just getting the boxed, like the black, um, I forget what they call them. Those simple black frames. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, they're, well, they're cheap. That's why I'm buying them that way. But yeah. it's really beautiful that you're able to find. Are you like when you're looking for frames, are you going to particular thrift shops in the area or you don't want to tell me where? <laughs> you never can tell what you'll find where there are. Uh, there are some shops in the Huntsville area that are good. There's some really good ones in Birmingham. Yeah, Birmingham has excellent thrift stores. Uh, just about anywhere, but you know, it's a matter of being able to you, you, you thrift store. Every thrift store changes day to day, and they never know what they're going to have. Sure, and so it's a matter of luck. Yeah, uh, I you know uh, I just hit places. Uh, I you know I have the time. I'm retired. Yeah, yeah. So I can go wander down to Birmingham and spend a day wandering through surf stores. And that's where I get a lot of my props, a lot of my costumes. I do, uh, you can't, neither one of these is an example, but I, I have a lot of 1950s uh, uh, lingerie, uh, negligees. Mm. Uh, 19, I have a, a great collection of 1930s hats oh. that are great fun to play with. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, that's where I get all my props as well. Oh. And it's it's a little, if you're stretched for time, it's easier to watch uh, uh, estate sales. There are a couple of websites that uh, cover uh, upcoming estate sales in any in a given area, your given area. Yeah. And uh, if you watch those, they'll show pictures of what they have. And you'll very often see, you know, stuck tucked back in a corner, uh, behind something that they're trying to highlight, there's a stack of old frames. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and only people like you and I are interested in them, so they're cheap. Yeah. I think I paid I paid 10 bucks for this, and it's uh, wow. in excellent shape. I have some that go back. I have some that are 19th century. Wow. So are the you, original glass. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So are you doing anything to them or as far as like, painting them or restoring the frames or anything like that no i i generally don't Just mess around with ones that have yeah I, I don't mess around with ones that have to be uh that have to be restored i you know if, if it's good enough for me to use i clean it up if needed yeah. uh if it's falling apart and some of mine i've i've recovered have been falling apart i'll just throw a coat of uh semi-gloss clear on them oh. just to anchor down what paint remains i got you uh and other than that, I just pretty much use them as is. Wow. That is so interesting because I think that even bring even even though like photography the photography itself is very beautiful, but then giving it a a frame that is completely unique, completely, you know from history, you know, it's actually wood or whatever it is and it just brings so much beauty to it, I think. Well, it's it's a thing for me. It's it, again, it, it, I have the time. I like to do it that way. Yeah. Uh, I have had uh, a few people say, you know, you're just wasting your time with all this. You ought to just uh, sell, you know, make prints available and sell you know, unframed prints. 
it's just not what I want to do. And I have the time and it's what yeah. I want to do. So the heck with you. Yeah. I feel like that's in, and in that way, the very thing that you're trying to do, which is restore an art form, right? If you're going to just sell a digital print online, then that's going against what you're trying to do. In a way, yeah. You know, I, I'm really trying to recreate a whole art form that is is basically lost. Yeah, yeah. So do you um, set up at like, I know, I think you do some the, some different shows in the area. Yes. Uh, I, I, I have been in a few galleries. Uh, so my work has been exhibited in Studio 2500 in Birmingham. Okay. I did a couple of shows with them that, that uh, where I, it was just a, uh, you know, my, what I was doing matched what they wanted to be. Uh, I have two pieces right now at the 905 gallery. Actually, another copy of this mm. and another photo of mine are in the 905 gallery in Selma. Uh, galleries are, are a little hard to find for me. They're it, it, because, again, of the, the taboo attached to nudes. Mm. A lot of galleries say, well, we have children in here or, you know, oh. grandma might not like it. And so... What I have done more than anything in the past three years is the uh, the punk rock art show circuit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, Brian Burks in Birmingham with his, has really been a tremendous leg up to me, uh, allowing me to, to come to the punk rock art shows, display and sell my works there. I've done a lot of, of, of great things with him. Uh, there's like a, a scene, a, a punk rock art show scene out there that is emerging. Uh, I did one in Nashville last uh last fall oh. uh, i did try i tried to get into one that's in knoxville this weekend but uh there was a mix-up and there's an outfit that's doing these punk rock art shows from uh down the east coast from uh washington all the way down to savannah and they wow. schedule two-day weekend shows in different venues all the way down and i'm set up for one in spartanburg that i believe is in november and I'm set up for one in Atlanta. Uh, they're having a two-day Halloween punk rock art show in Atlanta. And I'm really looking forward wow. to that. That'll be, I guess, it's the 28th <laughs> and 29th or 29th and 30th. I don't remember right now. But it's a Halloween weekend. Yeah. And uh, I'm real, I, it's going to be a big show. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I bet. So, I'll, I I would love to be in galleries, man. I'll fill a gallery. I got enough work around here. You give me a 20 by 20 room in a gallery. I'll fill it. No problem. <laughs> All with good work, not junk. Yeah. And, uh, but God, I, I want to get the stuff out there anywhere I can. And the people who are happiest to see me are the, the offbeat, the punk rock, Mm. the uh the anti-establishment type of well, i guess that's probably an overly broad term but you know <laughs> the the uh let's say independent shows yeah yeah absolutely they're now, much you, more welcoming of off of offbeat art and yeah. this is kind of offbeat art these days yeah and see why do you think that is do you think it's because of the area that we're in like the southeast Bible Belt kind of area, or do you find that there are um, like certain locations where you know, like new photography is more appreciated? 
No, I, uh, and I don't think it's so much the Bible Belt aspect of Alabama. You know, I, I was rejected from uh, a gallery in uh, Athens. Mm. You know, Athens, you might say, yeah, that's probably a little Bible Belt. But they, they used the kids' excuse. They said, oh, we have high school children in here doing mm -hmm. classes. But I think it's just generally, you know, uh, oh, let's see. Um, this may be you, one you have to back up on, too. Uh, there was one... And I won't mention names, but there was one current modern gallery that opened in Birmingham about a year or two ago mm. that, that follows me on uh, Instagram and has told me how much they like my work and has told me they would love to have my work in their gallery. But mm. and I get that from a lot of mainstream galleries anywhere, even in, like I said, Birmingham or Huntsville, mm. you know, which you would expect to be more liberal cities, you know, mm. rather than out in, out in, uh, uh, you know, rural Alabama. Sure. So I, I don't think it's a, an Alabama or a Bible Belt thing so much as it is just, is it's still not generally accepted uh, in a lot of the quote unquote mainstream art world. Mm. That is so interesting because I've never really thought about that as being something you know, like, I want to say, um, I'm a big fan of Georgia O'Keeffe. Mm -hmm. you familiar? Yeah. And then yes. she was in a relationship with Alfred Stieglitz. Alfred Stieglitz. And he did some beautiful nude photos of her. Yeah. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so when I think of that, I think of those, those photos in particular. And, you know... They were coming up in a time, you know, that it should, it seems like it should be more accepted as an art form, you know, because. Well, as I said, I, you know, I think it was, you know, it, it was, it was more avant-garde, you know, of yeah. course, in the 1910s, 1920s, 1930s, but I I really think something happened in the 1960s and 1970s mm. that brought this type of work back behind the curtains again. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm 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 the guy who's going to change that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So what would you I guess what would you say are some of your biggest struggles then with your work? Well, the biggest struggle is that I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, as I said, and I, I'm saying that on purpose because I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that are thinking, you know, I would, I, I love art. I have seen art all of my life. I would love to create something, but I don't know what to create and I don't know how and I don't know where to start. Yeah. I started out doing these nudes with one work light from Home Depot. And the camera on my phone. Yeah. And uh, everything I've done since then has just, I've just made it up as I've gone. Mm. You know, I've, I've developed, a, you know, I guess you could call it a style. Mm -hmm. I've developed, you know, what I think looks good to me. And I hope it pleases other people. But as I said, I, I, my last art class was eighth grade. I have no training in this. I'm just, I've, I've looked at art all my life and I wanted to try it. 
Yeah. And this is the thing that has excited me most is, is this photography work of all the stuff I've tried to do. Mm-hmm. And it was, it's just been a learning process. I've been doing this for six years and I was at the point about, oh, last year where I thought I, I started to feel like I knew what I was doing. Yeah. But I, and I think I'm speaking for a lot of artists when I say I got through that very quickly and suddenly realized I didn't know what I was doing, <laughs> that there were more things that I could see that I could do better mm. or or do to make the work more interesting or do to make the work more beautiful or do to make the work more unique. So I think, you know, and I, I'm sure you know this, that it's, it's just a never ending process of growth. Mm. And adopting to that has been the biggest struggle for me coming from, I was an engineer for 37 years. That's what I did. And, uh, you know, that was a business where we pretty much knew how to, how to do most of the stuff we were doing. Yeah. So it's, and being out here on my own and doing all this, uh, it's just been a, a, I guess you would call it a struggle, but it's been a joyful struggle, you know, because every now and then I see something, I go, wow, you got that one, didn't you? (laughs) Uh, You know, and uh, the rest of it's just been learning, you know, figuring out how to do things, uh, finding models, uh, finding props. Uh, I'm looking at, I I keep telling myself, I'm going to build a studio in my backyard here. I've got the space, but. I never get around to it, but I think I'm going to try and get that started this year so I can move out of my house. Yeah. As I said, I'm sitting in my studio, which is my living room. Yeah. I'm This couch is my 1950s couch, which <laughs> appears in a lot of my photographs, and it's in my living room. Wow. So, I, you know, that's what I want to do next. But uh, I, I wouldn't call it so much a struggle as a, an incredible learning process. Unfortunately yeah. for me, I have the time to do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you said something about, you know, not like photography being for those that that don't know how to draw. But what it comes down to, I think, is any creative process you're you because we're all creating something unique, most likely. It's a learning experience and you just keep picking up things along the way, which Mm. is sounds like what you're doing and i would say it, it's definitely working i love what you're doing this is great yeah as i said the re- the thing i really like is introducing people who've never seen work like this mm. to to the beauty of it and you know seeing a 20 something who's never seen anything like this go wow yeah that's beautiful why why have i not seen something like this before wow <laughs> That's so awesome. That's really great. So where can people find your photography at? Well, I have a, uh, I am on Facebook as Capitalist Tools Artworks. I am on Instagram as Capitalist Tools. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have a sales website that I have not been paying as much attention to as I should, but you can find me there at CapitalistToolsArtworks.com. Okay. And uh, as I mentioned, I'm also on ViewBug. As yeah. Capitalist Tools, I'm on DeviantArt oh, as Capitalist okay. Tools. I don't remember if that's Capitalist Tools or Capitalist Tools Artworks. Anyway, any of those sites, you just look for Capitalist Tools and you'll probably find me. Awesome. Well, thank you. Oh, so and uh, yeah. I mentioned Model, I, I want to mention Model Mayhem again. Oh, yeah. Because that's not just, uh, that is a great outlet, not just for photographers, but uh, for people who want to model. 
Oh. And uh, you you may have noticed that almost all of my works are of women. Male models are impossible to find. Wow. So if there are males who would like to try that, please get involved because you know I you know I I keep uh, I, I'm not going to say I keep, but I, it, it's fairly often mentioned to me is these are all women. How come you don't do men? I I can't find any. <laughs> I've done transgender models. I've done women, but and I've, but I've only found one male model in the six years I've been doing this. Wow. So there is a real need for male models out there. Holy cow. Well, they're, they're, there's work for them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today. It was thank wonderful you. having you. And um, so I'll be in touch and I'll let you know, you know, when this is going to be published and um I'll be sharing, you know, like you had sent, I think, some images, like some images and information and stuff like that. And I'll I'll try to add that to all of my um, the podcast. And I actually will post this on YouTube. So, you know, if you want to link to it in some other oh, place. Absolutely. Yeah. This would be great. Yeah. This would be great. And it will really help, I think, um, other people to understand what it is that you're doing. And, you know, how much thought you're putting into all of it as well. You know? Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Dan. I'll thank be in touch. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed it. And I, I hope it's uh, it's going to be a good broadcast for you. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. All, all right. right. Well, I'll talk to you later. I'll learn if there's anything else I can do for you. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Art Talk with April. For more information on this episode, join the Facebook group, The Art Lounge. Please subscribe and share. See you next Tuesday. Hope you have a great week.